You're listening to Ants Talk. My next guest is from one of the oldest royal families in India and the first openly gay prince in the world. He has appeared on The Oprah Show and The Kardashians, though his true life's work is helping young gay youth through his charity, Laksha Trust. Welcome to the show, Prince Manvendra. How are you? Uh, hello, how are you, uh, Anthony? It's nice, nice to uh, have you. Uh, thank you for inviting me and uh, uh, having me over. Oh, thank you so much. It's absolutely my pleasure. I have watched over the last few days, I think every video you've ever appeared in, just so I could do my research. And I'm absolutely enthralled by what you've done with your life. You should be so, so very proud. So this all started after your nervous breakdown in 2002 when doctors informed your parents about your sexuality. Then in 2005, you gave an interview to a journalist which gained focus around the world. How did it feel when this occurred? See, uh, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, uh, there is so much of hypocrisy in our society about many issues and one of them uh, is about uh, homosexuality. Now, uh, uh, we all know that homosexuality has been existing in Indian culture since bygone era. And we have evidence about it. We have, we, we have, we have the world's oldest sex encyclopedia is written in, uh, uh, in India, which is called the Kama Sutra, yeah. where there is an uh, open depiction of uh, uh, homoerotic, uh, you know, uh, chapters are there on lesbianism, transgenderism. Uh, uh, I, I, I've seen, I mean, with my own eyes, I've traveled to Australia and I've seen Kama Sutra, uh, you know, is so popular there, you know, yeah. it's not just there, every whole world is Kama Sutra is there we, and we have temples and yet people think that Kama's, uh, homosexuality was not, ex- never existed in India and it's a Western influence. So uh, I've been, uh, you know, hearing all these things since childhood and, uh, you know, knowing that uh, we, even uh, my own parents have been telling me, oh, following so, so-and-so Maharaja is gay or so-and-so is lesbian. And, you know, the royal family is also, it's like, you know, uh, uh, you can be gay and you can be royal, you know. But mm. then people don't talk about it openly and they always hide and the, even the basic sex education is missing in India. So all this uh, took a toll on my uh, myself because uh, I have been a person who is already honest and wanting to live on a truthful life. But then I was I was forced to live a lie of truth uh, of uh, you know live a life of lie mm. and uh, forced to be uh, living a double standard life and you know pretending to be who I'm not, you know. So the, therefore, uh, even the nervous breakdown I suffered because of that. And even after the nervous breakdown. My parents were bent upon making me straight. Yeah, you know they they yeah they couldn't they just couldn't accept the fact that I could be gay because they would always blame somebody else for me for making me gay. Like yeah. they they thought it was a disease and a disorder, so they subject me to immense uh, trauma and torture. Like you know for almost three years I was tortured. Uh, you know I suffered a lot of mental health damage. I mean I could have had another nervous breakdown. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks to my thanks to my parents, you know, the like they uh, they took me to doctors, psychiatrists, religious leaders, and whatnot. And then finally, I just couldn't um, take in anymore. I said, uh, "It's enough is enough," and uh, I was kind of you know imprisoned uh, for no fault of mine, like you know, not not having to experience any kind of freedom. Mm. Approached me and said she about story and. 
she said she would like you know talk about it print about it in the newspaper so i was just waiting for a chance you know waiting for somebody to release me from this prison and yeah. i said definitely uh, please is a uh, uh, publish this interview i would like to talk about and she she said oh you're are you sure she wasn't expecting you know i was ready she i said yeah please i would like you to uh, interview me and uh, i would like my story to come out and that's yeah. how it happened uh, uh, i i created history by becoming the first royal in the world to uh, to openly come out so it was uh, it, it uh, kind of was a big controversy and a scandal uh, news uh, i can in imagine those days. definitely because i even know in my my like even in here in australia i mean we live a, a lot more open life and stuff like that but even with myself coming out was a huge thing because we've always been taught such shame around being gay and and homosexuality so even for myself living in such a free country like australia that own my own personal torture was there i I I never knew how my family would react or my friends so it just got to the point where I decided I I just don't care I don't care how they react and I'm sure that's what you did yourself Yeah exactly So your own mother took out an ad in the newspapers publicly disowning you as her son how did that feel See uh yeah definitely i felt uh, upset and uh, you know disappointed that like you know uh, for no fault of mine i mean just because uh, uh, i have a different sexual ex- uh, preference and uh, and that i declared it uh, to the world uh, that uh, you know that somebody like the mother who's the closest to any child could could uh, uh, do something uh, so discriminatory but uh, at the same time uh, see what happens is between uh, children and uh, parents in india there there's a there's a lot of attachment is there and most of the time mothers especially they uh, take this opportunity of being attached to emotionally blackmail their children you know yeah. to try to see that uh, uh, you know that because most mothers want that they should the, the children the sons or daughters should do what they want and they, the, the freedom to freedom is absolutely not given to the children in india yeah. mothers are very very dominating you know <laughs> indian mothers are very dominating but uh, and but in my case fortunately for me uh, uh, i wasn't attached to my mother uh, because i was uh, not raised by her i was uh, she did give birth to me but uh, i was raised by a nanny yeah. a governess and this governess has also raised my mother so you know she she was mm. a second generation and in in most royal families there is not much of attachment between children and parents because more, uh, i mean this is not spoken because this is supposed to be a royal secret you know outsiders are not supposed to know this but i was a rebel prince so i kind of uh, uh, i shared the secret to the world and i said that look uh, royals uh, are uh, uh, yeah royal children are not as lucky as other children because we don't get the natural love and affection which parents give to other children and we are never we are not attached to our parents so that came in my uh, rescue when she did this act because i was not like the other indian child who said oh mother why did you do this and please i'm sorry and i apologize and i i'm i'm ready to become straight and you know please withdraw i was not like that that child i said fine i mean 
uh, I, I gave us gave an interview to American Broadcasting Corporation when they visited me, and I said they asked me this question. I said, "Look, uh, according to me, my mother never owned me. Yeah. So when she never owned me, when I said owned me, she never gave me love and affection. You know, I'm not attached to her, sir. When she never owned me, she has no right to disown me. Right. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was a very powerful statement I made." And uh, when this this uh, happened, so I know that with your with your mother, the relationship was quite um, strained there for a few years. But it has improved over the last couple of years. I understand. Uh, I would say it has improved, but definitely she has lost hope. She right. is a type of person who who cannot accept defeat. For her, right. she has always been victorious in her entire life. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, she. Uh, and she has never accepted defeat, but this was, this was the first time in her life that she lost. She had to accept defeat because she could not make her son straight. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so she has lost all her hope. In fact, she tried. She tried her best to see how uh, the Lakshya Trust could be uh, sent to dogs or kind of you know. Uh, she wanted to destroy Lakshya Trust because right. she was so frustrated. She said she she went to the government who was funding us to tell them that they made wrong allegations and that Lakshya Trust is, uh, you know, doing manipulating and things like that. So much so that the government even sent an inquiry on us to find out. But the, the, they couldn't prove anything wrong because we are very, we are very transparent and we are very clean. Mm. So she tried to, to, you know, do everything to destroy me and to destroy the Lakshya Trust. But she, she has failed entirely. She has failed, miserably failed. And uh, she couldn't do anything to uh, destroy me. On the contrary, I, I, I tell sometimes uh, positively, I said, thanks, mother, for uh, uh, making me famous or you know, creating this <laughs> drama. At least you, you because thanks, thanks to you, I reached, to, I reached Oprah. You know, I said, I said, thanks to my, yeah, exactly. You know, she couldn't have done this drama of this disowning and disinheriting and doing all those things. Oprah may not have noticed me, you know. Yeah. So I yeah. said, uh, whatever happens for the good, take it positively. And uh, uh, and I mean, she doesn't talk to me. She hasn't talked to me for now sixteen years. Wow. But uh, as I said, uh, I'm not attached to her, so I don't have an issue. You know, I mean, I it's fine. I mean, if she if she doesn't uh, talk or she doesn't accept, that's uh, I I should give her the time, give her the patience. I have the patience. And yeah. If one of my one of these days she comes out, I will uh, I will kind of you know speak to her. Sure. But my father, on the contrary, happened to change uh, drastically. He has now become a very strong ally for us, for the community. In That's fact, he, so he gifted me a, a yeah, he has gifted me a fifteen acres of ancestral property, and on that property, I'm developing the first ever LGBT community campus of India, which is going to provide shelter and a lot of other facilities. And not just that, he also laid the foundation stone of the campus. Wow, the that's first, amazing. Yeah, the first brick of the campus was laid by him. That's so, excellent. Uh, and he, yeah, he's extremely proud of me. He, he, when he talks to people, uh, he tells them that I'm proud of what my son's doing. And, uh, uh, you know, and he's proud I was on the Oprah and he's proud on, I'm on the Kardashian. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah so he, yeah, he's just, he's just the opposite of my mother. But, and, yeah, and yeah, I, but he's a very... I also understand that he sort of um, has accepted your husband also by yeah, yeah, yeah. giving very him the title much, yeah. of Duke. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, he, he and my husband, they, they get along extremely well. They get along uh. even more well, well than I, I get along with my father. So, <laughs> That's yeah. so amazing. I love yeah. that. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Now, when you were invited onto Oprah uh, in 2007, it was actually titled Gay Around the World. Did you know the yeah. popularity and the reach of the show before you went on? Yeah, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I didn't didn't even know, know who Oprah Winfrey was. Wow. <laughs> when she invited because I don't watch television and I, I'm not much into media and, uh, you know, films. I, I'm a, I have been a, a very deserved uh, person with regards to media and things like that. And I didn't know who she was. And then, uh, like, you know, I, as you Googled about me, I also Googled about Oprah. <laughs> to know who she was and uh, that's how I came to know that oh, she's, but, uh, she's the most popular person uh, in the world with regards to television and, yeah. uh, as a television personality so I kind of you know uh, uh, I learned about it much later yeah she's absolutely she's one of my huge icons like I absolutely adore Oprah so when she actually came to Adelaide I went to see her show and I was, oh. I literally felt like I was in the presence of God. I was just like, ah. <laughs> I just absolutely idolized her. I think she's amazing. Wow. So, on that episode of Oprah, you talked about your marriage in 1991. And funny yeah. enough, I, I absolutely laugh each time I watch that clip when she actually talks about <laughs> <a> headache. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how you maybe mentioned on the night that basically the wedding was just a bit too much and we're not going to consummate the marriage. We'll just go to bed and go right. to sleep. Um, so yes. when when was it that you realised things needed to change in that relationship? Was it almost immediately? So, uh, like, uh, I mean, 15 months, uh, uh, our marriage lasted for 15 months and uh, 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 I was very friendly with my wife, ex-wife. In fact, like, we, if I, we wouldn't have got married, we would have been still very good friends, you know, because mm-hmm. we, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of get along well with the girls more than boys yeah. in, in a sense. But like, uh, I mean, I, I don't have a sexual attraction towards girls, but otherwise, it's, even in school, I had more girlfriends than, than I had boyfriends. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, the only thing was that, like, she was a very nice person. And I really, uh, like, you know, saw that I gave her all the comfort and luxuries and everything. But the basic, the most important thing is a sexual satisfaction when yeah. somebody gets married to you. And if you are not able to give that, then I don't think there's any sense in continuing that marriage. So yeah. we just talked about it and I told her that, look, I have nothing against you. There's nothing, uh, you know, uh, wrong or anything, but it's just that I'm not able to give you the sex, the sexual uh, satisfaction and we never had sex. Mm. I wasn't attracted towards her. So there was no reason, I mean, I could have had sex with her. So uh, we just thought, let's let's settle it, uh, you know, uh, peacefully and amicably without having to go through any kind of, um, you know, drama or anything. And then we, uh, she filed a, uh, a divorce petition in the court. And uh, fortunately for me, the judge was very kind. And he called us to his chamber and said, look, both of you are young. Both of you have got a life ahead of you. Why not just settle it uh, just with the three of us? And I yeah. think this was the first uh, divorce case, and I mean, you know, we ever ever had because most of the cases in India they drag on for years and years together. But within a few months, our divorce was granted, and because non-consummation of marriage is a very valid ground for divorce in India. 
Right. And she proved that she's a virgin. She she got a virginity test, and she said, "Look, I'm a virgin." And I said, "Yes, she is a virgin. I agree to it." Yeah. So then there's no dispute, you know. When there's there's no dispute in the court, then there's no reason for it to drag on. That's so it. that's how we 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 kind of, we kind of divorced each other. Are yeah. you still in contact with her? I'm not in direct contact with her, but in, again, royal families we are all interrelated. Yeah. Somehow or the other, so we kind of I kind of know uh, where she is. She got married uh, within a few months of uh, the divorce, and uh, I know she is she is. She's got a good husband, uh, you know, caring husband, and she has children, and she's well settled, and she's happy in her life. So That's at least uh, now I don't. First, I had that guilt feeling, you know, that uh, uh, I kind of um, try to do in her life. Maybe, uh, I mean, I just hope she gets married again because in, again, in our families, it's very difficult for a girl to remarry. Yeah, uh, you know, they always make allegations against the girl. You know, they don't. They don't make any allegation against the boy, That's but right. then uh, I mean, fortunately for me, she got married again uh, very soon. So uh, therefore, uh, you know, I was quite satisfied. Subscribe to Ants Talk now. With um, I actually watched one of your TED talks, and I remember you were talking about um, there was a study that you guys were involved with that was saying that eighty percent of yeah. men that are married. And- yeah, uh, right, right. A gay also, and that there's a yes, lot of yes. a lot of women that actually agree with these marriages and go along with it, you know, purely because yeah, you know, they're not going to run off with another woman or stuff like that. I found that so surprising. I mean, we yes. have it's very prevalent here in Australia too, but yeah. it's, you know, it's kept very much a secret that the men just don't even tell the wife, and they're just doing it mm. behind their back. But I really do agree with that point that. It needs to be spoken about and brought out purely because of the HIV AIDS factor around it or even contractable diseases because it's so, so important for the woman to have an option, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. We we are the Lakshya Trust of the first organisation in India to have started working on the wives of gay men because it was very important because, uh, like, uh, even when I was on the Oprah show, she also uh, mentioned that, 80% 80% of gay men in India are married to women and most of them are forced into the marriage. Yeah. I mean, you know, as I was telling you, mothers, they emotionally blackmail their sons and into getting their married. So, uh, yeah, from the uh, health point of view, it is very important uh, to do the study because, uh, I mean, uh, most of the women don't know their husbands are gay, you know, mm. and mm. Uh, and uh, most of them, even if they think their husbands are into an extramarital affair, they never doubt that the, the husband will go to another uh, uh, man. You know, they will always think he will have a girlfriend, and uh, she she would be feeling happy. Oh, my husband doesn't have a girlfriend, so I am safe. My marriage is safe. But then she, they don't know the husband goes and has sex with other men. Yeah, and uh, he may have unprotected sex. He may get infected, and then uh, he may he will infect the wife. You know. That's it. So, uh, so it, it's a very uh, uh, you know serious issue which uh, we need to handle it very carefully, diplomatically because it can ruin marriages. You know, it, it could it can have a lot of effects, uh, other effects on the on the couple. Definitely. So that's how we started this, and uh, now a lot of wives are uh, working with us. In fact, they are our peers. They are uh, 
whenever we need help, they are the kind of uh, uh, the the wives who have accepted their husbands as gays. They are the ones who kind of help and help us talk to other wives uh, who are you know who, when they come to know about their husband's sexuality, and then uh, uh, we help them do counselling and all these kind of things. Sure. Now, after your appearance on Oprah, the laws around homosexual acts, which was illegal and punishable for up to 10 years in prison, changed only to be reversed again in 2015. What are India's laws around homosexuality now? So, uh, see, we fought this colonial law, which was imposed on us by uh, the British when they ruled India. Uh, When Queen Victoria was the empress, uh, this this law, which was called Section 377 of the Indian Penal Code, proposed was in, was enacted in 1880s. Now, uh, it was uh, very important that when India got independent in 1947, we ought to have got rid of the British laws. Mm. But unfortunately, this country continued with the laws in spite of you know throwing uh, out of the British and you know being uh, uh, independent. One of this, the, this, this law, why it was significant because it was violating uh, uh, the human rights or the fundamental rights which are guaranteed to us by the Indian Constitution. And there were, there were four rights, uh, which one is the right to equality, right to uh, privacy, right to live with dignity and respect, and right not to be discriminated. These are four rights which have been given to us by our Indian constitution, irrespective of caste, creed, race, religion, and sexuality for the, uh-huh. for the entire country. So it was a direct violation and therefore it was important that uh, this law uh, had to be amended because this law was criminalizing uh, any kind of sexual activity which doesn't result in procreation. You know, uh, I mean, Queen Victoria was, uh, I don't know what she was thinking when she made this law. And she kind of, and she kind of you know made this law thinking that you can have sex only to produce a baby. All other kinds of sexual activities, even between a man and a woman, uh, if a if a married husband and wife also have sex, uh, it could be oral, anal, vaginal, whatever sex they have. But, but all kinds of sexual activities has to result in procreation, has wow. to produce, produce a child. Any other sexual activity is 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 illegal and you could be punished uh, in in jail for ten years. Isn't so you imagine. Crazy. So right. yeah. So so uh, I mean this goes against even protected sex. You know now if you are, mm. if you are if you are having protected sex if you are having sex with a condom you're not going to produce a baby. You know. No. So even the even the health ministry in, uh, in India. Or supporting us because, of course, I mean, they will not want that we should have unprotected sex and then get infected with HIV or STIs or anything of that sort. So even if it was, it was, it was an impediment to HIV control in the country. So therefore, we fought this on behalf of the heterosexual population, the LGBT population fought this law uh, for 20 years. We fought it, and then finally in 2018. The, the Supreme Court said that uh, uh, homosexuality is decriminalized uh, and uh, this, uh, they have, the LGBT community has been restored its rights which were denied to them in 1947 or 1948 whenever the, the constitution was made uh, and the country owes an apology uh, 
the discrimination, the violation of the human rights and all that they have been subject to uh, in the past year. This, these were the words of the, uh, the uh, Honorable uh, Judge of the Supreme Court. So uh, now the country is free. Now we are no longer criminals. Oh. Yeah, we, we can have sex. And uh, of course, we can't have sex in the public because then that is a you know comes at the <laughs> public nuisance act because I mean that even if the straight couple has sex, they could be penalized. That's but it. we can have sex in private, and we will not be criminal any longer. That's and, nice. Uh, that's had a yeah, and that's had a huge uh, effect on even HIV control in the country because now people don't have to hide and they that's can it. use condoms and things like that. And uh, uh, so that was one big thing which happened as regards the uh, same-sex marriage and same-sex union is concerned. Uh, those those are not being given to us as yet. And there's a petition that has already been filed in the Delhi High Court uh, uh, by a couple, by not just one couple. Initially, it was one couple. Then the, then the, the court told the uh, community that please file more and more and more cases. You know, the court is quite supportive and the uh, court said, if you all file more, more gay couples, more lesbian couples will come and file petitions, your, your, your case will become stronger. Sure. So now several couples have uh, filed the case and the case is going on. Um, and uh, even we, we are still not got rights with regards to inheritance, rights for adoption. So many, many things are still uh, underway. So, uh, but uh, uh, as we know it, uh, for uh, getting any right, we have to knock the doors of the court. That's it. Without that, we will not get a right. So, this is a lesson we have learned from the previous uh, history. I mean, it's only been three years for us in Australia that we can be legally married. So, it does take time, unfortunately. Yeah. It really does. But, uh, but uh, I, I want to... Yeah, but since you're calling from Australia, I definitely want to acknowledge one person who has tremendously helped us in changing laws in India. And his uh, name is Justice Michael Kirby. Oh, of course, he's, he's retired now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have to meet him in India. And uh, uh, in fact, when he wrote his biography, he's also mentioned about me in his biography. And uh, I met him again in Sydney. I met his, uh, his partner and husband also. Yeah. And he has been one person who has who came to India. He talked to the judges of India. He, to, he talked to them on human rights issues and uh, sensitized the judges. And it so happened that one of the judges, which was trained, which was sensitized by him, happened to be the judge of the Delhi High Court. And uh, that judge gave a judgment in our favor. Wow! You know? So good. so uh, you know how how uh, you know uh, the, uh, the, this is an example of how other countries can influence India. Yeah. And Australia has been has played a major role. Uh, I mean, uh, Justice Michael Kirby has done a wonderful thing by um, you know helping us uh, uh, change laws. Trust me, even here so, in Australia, we look at him and just uh, admire him so much because he's even done so much for our own community here in Australia. I yeah. absolutely think he's an amazing man. Amazing. Right, right. You're listening to Ants Talk. Now, you also appeared on a dating show focused around finding three princes a partner titled Undercover Princes. What was that experience yes. like? Yeah, that was, I think, one of my first shows I did. Uh, yeah, of course, after Oprah, that was my second show because uh, uh, this uh, uh, the producers were initially not planning to have me, but then my Oprah show 
went to UK and then uh, a lot of them watched it there and then they decided to kind of you know bring a gay element into these uh, princes who were invited from different parts of the world to you know search for their life partners and to kind of be undercover and things like that so it was it was very interesting very challenging uh, very funny at parts at it times was. and uh, <laughs> yeah it, it was quite mixture of everything the uh, see one of the reasons why i do this show shows are uh, is uh not for my publicity but so that uh, uh, the issues of being homosexual in india could be widely publicized and exactly. i think television is a great media or or not just television even uh, other other channels uh, uh, like media can be can be a, a great uh, platform for uh, communicating for changing the mindset of the people i agree so that's that's precisely the reason why i did that so it really does help to normalize homosexuality which you know really should be normalized by now definitely yeah now you have also traveled all over the world including australia what are the things that you can see in other countries that maybe india needs to do to create change for homosexual people Yeah see I have traveled uh, almost and all the all over the world wherever Oprah shows when they started getting invitations including Sydney Melbourne I I had uh, done a extensive tour but uh, so I think uh, India needs to learn a lot from other countries on the contrary I mean we all have to learn things from each other that's exactly. also a fact so uh, like uh, Uh, like uh, you know where uh, i see that some countries like sweden they are so open that uh, the parliamentarians uh, i met there they fight their elections on the basis of their sexuality yeah you know like i met men parliamentarians who are gay or lesbian and you know that's how they do so i mean of course that's that's way too much ahead but what i always believe is that we need to mainstream our issues that's in the it. society and uh, if that can happen i mean uh, like you know people should realize that we are normal human beings you know that we are not some some special creatures which have come down from some planet or something like that you know <laughs> we, we, we can we can be any anything we can be a pilot we can be a uh, a doctor or a lawyer we can be a, we can be a prime minister of a country exactly. we can be president we can we could be any, anyone you know it's so the if if those are the things which we should know or uh, we should understand from other countries like where wherever there is uh, the community has been liberalized uh, there there their rights for them and uh, you know they are treated like any other citizens of that country you know mm. it doesn't matter if you are gay or you are straight or you you know what whatever uh, sexual orientation you belong to so that that thing is something which uh, we should all kind of uh, learn from each other i mean of course india is not in that bad situation as some other countries in the world are oh, where definitely. it could be executed for being gay yeah yeah i mean yeah, they are the worst i mean at least in india it was never a crime to be gay it was only the homosexual act which was a crime so at mm. least we are little better off than some other middle east countries and all that no, but still we true. have a long way to go and uh, we, we need to kind of learn and uh, i would like to point out another thing uh, the world bank which is one of the major funding uh, agencies for india also had done a study very recently and they in that study they have mentioned uh, that the economic development of a country like india depends on how much the country is able to recognize the human rights of its citizens 
So imagine even the World Bank says that uh, you know if if India is able to recognize the human rights of its citizens, then it can expect human economic development to happen. And yeah. no country in this world doesn't want economic development. And India definitely needs economic development. We are we are in, we are in debts of millions and billions of rupees. You know. Yeah. So uh, whenever I have dialogues with the government, I try to talk to them that tell them that look, we if you give us a bit of freedom, you know. Uh, you see how much India is going to grow in terms of economic uh, development. Yeah. So we just need to be recognized. That's all. We don't. We are not asking for any special privileges or benefits or reservations. Nothing. Just you just treat right. us equally. Yeah. You just give us your our rights. Uh, we have the right to love somebody. We have right to live with somebody and have have a live like a couple, like how heterosexuals are living. We have we have the right to adopt. See in India. So many children are orphaned now, especially during the pandemic. There are thousands uh, of children who have got orphaned because of the uh, COVID pandemic. They need homes. They need they need better lives, and we are there to adopt them. We we would be happy if the gay couples and lesbian couples are given an opportunity to adopt. And uh, I mean, lot of us we are we are fond of children. You know, we would like to have children uh, because yeah. we don't will not be able to have biological children. So if if this adoption right is also given, imagine we can we could give such good future to these children, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now I've uh, before we sign off, I've got two questions for you. <laughs> yes. What, what do you believe is your greatest achievement? My greatest achievement. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think um, uh, I don't know whether I should call it achievement or what, but like. Uh, uh i i i kind of uh, uh when i when i'm able to convert a homophobic person into an ally yeah then i think that is uh, my my achievement because uh, many people they shy away from homophobic people and it is like you know for me escapism is not not a word in my dictionary i like to face the challenge i like to face the hurdle uh, because i am in a battlefield and i have to face the enemy you know i cannot run away from the enemy because i i actually am a warrior also <laughs> i belong to a warrior clan so i i know how to fight my ancestors yeah. used to fight the war so i uh, so that is what i believe in uh, one should not uh, fear uh, one should face the people who fear you exactly you know I and uh, and change them yeah and change them if you are able to change like i give you example of my father you know he was extremely homophobic you know in, uh, in the beginning and uh, gradually i changed him of course it needs a lot of time and patience and all and now he is a strong ally you know that's uh, so good he is setting examples he is inspiring so many people he is inspiring uh, people to become new allies yeah and uh, and it is through allies that we, we will be able to mainstream our issues in the society exactly now the last question what would you like to be remembered for I think I would like to be remembered for my honesty. Yeah. Because uh, uh, there are not many people who are honest, uh, true to themselves and true to others. It's it's very difficult to be live an honest life because when if you're honest, you're 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 facing so many hurdles and challenges in your life because uh, these days honesty is not valued as such because people are living in such a life of lie and fakeness. that yeah. moment somebody says something honest or says truth then it 
truth is considered bitter. But uh, I also know one thing, and I'm greatly inspired from uh, Mahatma Gandhi, one of our national leaders who fought for our independence. Uh, that when uh, he could free India on the basis of truth and honesty, then I decided that why can't I be honest and help free our LGBT brothers and sisters and get them freedom in this country. So uh, I'll always be honest. Uh, I was uh, and always be honest to myself and to uh, with others. And I think that's something which uh, I kind of tell people. I said uh, whatever problems you will have in your life. But always try and be as honest as possible. Yeah, that's one of my things too. I just, I've always believed honesty is the best policy purely because yes. it's, if, if you're an honest person, you never have to hide, you never have to change a story, you can just be yourself, live your best life, and you never, ever have to apologise for it. Yeah, can, can I add one more thing? Of um, course. One more thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, so interesting when I was invited by Oprah a second time in 2011, uh, uh, at that time I was a bit free with her because it was not a live show. So we, we were chatting a lot and all. And she told me one thing uh, that uh, she has interviewed so many people in the last 25 years of her show, right from Dalai Lama to Nelson Mandela to royalties and President Obama. But she told me that you have been one of the most honest persons I've ever met. Wow. That's and that, that was a big compliment. I think I, that's one of the biggest compliments I have ever received from anyone. You know? And yeah. if Oprah could tell me this, then I think uh, that's that's the maximum, the you know, the most I can expect. You know? so, <laughs> I, w- I would so, be very happy yeah, with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, see, it's, people realize, you know, people know that, yes, uh, and see, that's the reason... Uh, anyone makes any allegations against me, uh, it doesn't, uh, uh, you know, they, they are not, be, they are not successful yeah. because I'm honest, I'm transparent. I am what I'm inside and outside, you know, Exactly. so uh, they, they know about it. So they you just, it, yeah, they, they will try, but they will not be successful. Yeah. Prince Mandandra, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really admire you. I really think that your life has just been absolutely amazing and you really, really do need to be proud. And thank you so much from your family of Rainbow Warriors for standing up for yourself and also us and changing the existence for gay people in India. I really, really thank you. Thank you uh, for uh, having me on your uh, uh, show and uh, I'm I'm hoping that you would have some future opportunities uh, of a similar kind. Definitely. Thank you so much again. Ants Talk. It's like Oprah, but not.